Hey there, everybody. Jeremy here, aka Not Funny Funny Guy. Welcome to back to what? Welcome to the second podcast. <laughs> you probably think that you are I'm doing. Now, what am I calling this again? Oh yeah, our twenties are hella confusing. That's the name right now. We'll see if I end up choosing it or if I end up, you know, go- going with something else. But as of right now, that's what it is, baby. Because it's the journey, and y- you know what? I'm on it. And you're on it with me, even if you're not in your 20s, even if you're older, you know, because because you're listening. And when you when you hear me and your ear, it's like we're best of friends and you're going to feel the things I'm feeling, you know, and hopefully it's not too much for you. If it is, just click out. But um, it, I don't think it is. I don't think that's going to happen because you know what? Today I'm talking about Post Malone, baby. Posty Maloney, baby. And, uh, you know, if you're a fan, you're a fan. If you're not a fan, you're not a fan. What am I trying to say? He's quite polarizing, you know? I remember um, one of my old uh, classmates, Geneva, was saying, like, she she heard that, like, white women love Post Malone. Like, it's like, it's like like white girls, that's like his big demographic. And I, of course, took offense to that. Because, you know what? Just because I'm a white woman doesn't mean I have none. <laughs> um, I I just I feel like I don't know his his music. I think is it's so good. I feel like he just makes such good music. And I remember I had like a, like a black dude in my Uber one time, and I was like, oh yeah, like I was so excited about the new album, Beard Bongs and Bentleys, and I was like, hey man, you you heard that album? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, no, I'm not I'm really I I didn't really like it that much. And he liked some other album that I didn't really care about that much. And I was like, all right, you know, fair fair enough. Fair enough. You know what? I'd, I'd been wanting to... Well, I don't know if that's true that I'd been wanting to see Post Malone for a while. But I definitely, you know, that when the idea came up, I was like, oh, of course, I would love to see Post Malone live. You know, because I love Beer Bongs and Bentley so much. And Monica and I both love the song Stay So Much. And Patrick helped me write a song. Patrick is like my best friend in the world, you know, living in uh, Taiwan right now. Go boy. Go boy. Proud of him. You know, do, doing good things, doing big things. But, uh, you know, when what was it? It was last year. Last year, you know, Patrick helped me write a song for Monica for her birthday, and then we kind of, kind of took the inspiration from Stay. A lot of inspiration from Stay, and um, you know, so so going to Post Malone, it, it was a, it was an easy decision, you know, and it was a last minute decision though. At the same time, because like it kind of overwhelmed me towards the end, and like I was gonna ready to drop like expensive tickets, but then there were cheaper tickets the other day. But I have to switch my shift. Whatever. Long story short. Maybe I'll put it in the in the YouTube video because I'm also making a YouTube video, you know, the vlog in this day, this wonderful day that I have such very fond memories of. And check out my YouTube, you know, Not Funny Funny Guy. I'm going to make that vlog, you know, so check it out if you like. Um, But that day was, ew, it was such a nice day, like watching the vlog. That's part of why I wanted to make the vlog because I knew watching it back would make me so happy. Like, it was just such a chill, enjoyable day. You know, Maka and I got freaking a nice breakfast in Slurry Hills. That's Australian slang for slut hills. It's really called Surrey Hills. And I said slurry one time when we were in Surrey Hills, not realizing it meant slut. And Monica looked at me like horror on her face. Like, oh my God, you just said that out loud. And then I realized I shouldn't say that out loud. And now I know, you know, that's what life is. You know, we learn baby steps, baby, baby steps, baby. And so we had a great breakfast in Surrey Hills. Um, 
We went to this like Filipino donut shop and got like this really yummy bear claw. It was great. I watched a little bit of Ant-Man and the Wasp, which took me like seven sessions to get all the way through it. I started doing that recently. Like I watch I watch movies in like little bits. Oh my gosh, I don't know what what's going on with me. Just watch it in one sitting, Jeremy. I played some Resident Evil 7, which was such a great game. I finished it recently, such a great game. And you know, then we're traveling, we were drinking before Post Malone, and the concert itself, which obviously is like the bulk of what I really want to talk about, was great. And it was his third night having Rock Sydney in a row, and he brought it like, oh my gosh, but I'm, I'm going to get into that in, in a little bit. But um, the opener opener, okay, because we, we didn't know about the opener opener. You know how some people have like two openers, three openers. Um, we just thought it was going to be Jaden Smith. That was all that was listed. But we got in there for like the last two songs of this kid named Tyler Yahweh. And this kid is young as fuck. I don't know how old he is, like 18, 17, 19. He's one of those late teens. You know, and and it's funny thinking of like how old I thought that was at the time because that's you're a baby. You're a fucking baby at that age, you know, and this kid was like, his voice sounded nice, like he was singing, and I was like, this is great, I mean, of course he would, right, opening for Post Malone, but it was really nice, and like he was doing the kind of uh, Australia chant, like doing like the Aussie, 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 and the crowd like, oi, 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 and it's funny, you know, and I, I guess artists do that to kind of bond with the locals, like Australian culture, but uh, I love that Ozzy, 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 Oi, Oi, Oi chant. You know, I think it's I think it's great. But then we heard Tyler Yahweh singing, like, oh my gosh, we should check out his music. And and then he's talking at the end. Turns out this kid was homeless. You know, and I think I I mean I don't I don't know too much about his story. If he came to L.A. and then became homeless, or if he was homeless and then made his way to L.A. But he was just like hustling and working and he he made his dreams come true just making music because he just he just stuck to it and that's that that it's in itself is so inspirational. You know, I think there's really so much to be said by just committing to something and just doing it and just sticking with it. Obviously that's what I'm trying to do with with a lot of things, you know, I guess I'm kind of finding my groove, the emperor's new groove. Honestly, I think like my thing thing would be if I had my own sitcom. You know, and I, I could go like I, we, me and Monica could live in like Melbourne and like I could just be like writing and f- producing and filming and starring in that. But obviously, that's not something that I can just do right now. You know, I, I kind of got to do other things to, I guess, kind of give myself the leverage to to be able to make that a reality. And so, you know what? That's, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, just know that, you know, Jeremy, not funny, funny guy, that that is the ultimate goal as of right now is is to have my own show. You know, I think that's really where my strengths and my and my lightness and my brightness and just just the way I kind of analyze society and people in the world and I, I kind of pull disparate things together for my humor. I really do feel like that's probably where I could do the most good and kind of have the most kind of unique voice, you know. But anyway, Tyler Yahweh was dope. And then Jaden came out and it was great. I mean, he did a set and, and you know, the, the visuals were probably the highlight of it. <laughs> If I'm being honest, because Jaden Smith's show has great visuals. Like, it looks so cool. The thing, whatever, whoever's doing his visuals is great. Like, the aesthetic and, like, the L.A. areas and, you know, the places they go to film, the shots. Just everything about it, the coloring, you know, the color grading. It's uh, it's really cool stuff. Just, like, the, the whole, I guess, kind of arrangement of the shots. Like, they have the car there, the tumbleweed, just... The framing, oh man, it's, they're just really great. Even like when we were watching it, Monica and I were like, oh my God, like I, how amazing would that be to just like make videos like that all day? 
and just like do that kind of that kind of work. Obviously, you know, she'd be much better at it than I would be because I don't I don't have the best eye for actually like visually pretty things. But uh, just like that kind of artistry in your life every day, I think would be super super cool. And he did have three bangers. Like there were three songs. Like like the summer summertime song was great. I can't find it on Spotify, but it was a great song. And that song where he's like um, all in like Japanese or like pretending to be Japanese, and, and like the visuals are in Japan. And then what else? What other banger was there? Maybe I really liked the Batman, Batman, Batman. Because I don't think I liked the Icon Levin song as much as I thought I would. But it was like, Batman, Batman, Batman. That was fun. That was a good time. And, and, and I just want you to, to go on this kind of imagination trip with me for a second. Imagine being Will Smith's son. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Imagine you're a person and your dad happens to be the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Your dad happens to be the man in black that wasn't Tommy Lee Jones. The new Aladdin, which I still really want to see. You know, I've heard great things about it. Imagine you're the son of someone so like so huge in the culture. And you're like, you, imagine doing anything with that, that looming over you. And of course, he's very supportive. Of course, you can only be your own person and stuff like that. But that kid doesn't need to do anything, you know? Jaden could, like, chill out and do nothing. But now he's going on tour with Tyler, the creator, for the Igor tour I saw. Also got Gold Link on there. That's pretty cool. Oh, I didn't even notice if there were Australia dates. That could be fun. Anyway, I gotta listen to Igor more and see what's going on with that. Anyway, imagine being Will Smith's fucking son. Oh my god! The first time we saw Jaden, or I saw Jaden, was, like, when he was in that shitty movie. He's trying to be an actor first, like, Planet whatever like they were trying to make him an actor oh man that was rough i didn't even watch it but i just i just remember like the culturally it was rough he got so much flack from that and then he did like karate kid or maybe it was vice versa the order and now he's just like you know what i'm not gonna act i'm just gonna do music and i think he's better off that way i think he fits in that culture better <laughs> but i remember i was watching a Jaden interview though when he was talking about how like he used to hang out with like drake and like all like these kind of big rappers and they just, when they saw him as Lil Homie, like, they were fine having him around. But as soon as they realized he was recording music, they kind of, like, cut him out and didn't want him around anymore. They saw him as competition. And I was like, oh, man, okay. That's intense. Like, he's so young. And just imagine being cut out like that. Poor Jaden. At least you got Will. At least you got Will, baby boy. And then, finally, you know, after Tyler, Yahweh, and Jaden, of course, Posty Maloney came out. Wearing this, like, white outfit that looked like he had just escaped from, like, an insane asylum. But it's like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this concert anyway. Oh, look at Monica's in the room. Monica's in the room. We were gonna do this podcast together before. But then, but then, you, she lost passion. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, I love you. I'm back. And you know what? I, I will be completely honest. I took a full days <laughs> hiatus just now i stopped and then you know that, that's but that's you know what i could have just edited this where you had no idea that i did that like it, i just did it in one night but that's i'm not gonna lie to you you know i'm gonna show you that real you know i got so busy with life and trying to wake up and and have a schedule that i am am recording this the next night and uh, I, sh I should do a whole podcast about that, just how tough it is to find, like, a daily schedule and a routine on your own. And I just wiped off uh, Monica's makeup. And I think I did a pretty decent job. You know, she was uh, less uh, maculette than uh, she can be. Uh, uh, she was letting me, uh, you know, wipe a lot. But I think I could have gotten her eyeliner more. It was really on there. 
Anyway, uh, I'm probably going to regret doing the podcast at this time because, you know what, it's already, it's late. It's almost 11. Is it 11 yet? It's 10.49 and I'm trying to wake up at like 4 o'clock so we can go to the gym and I'm trying to get Yeezys and I'm trying to get the Yeezys so I can sell them so I can, you know, make some money. Ah, man, what a, what a grind. You know what a grind it is, but uh, it's all gonna pay off, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, it's like these, these are the baby steps that I'm taking, like a little win here, a little win there, and then hopefully every day winning, baby, every day winning, another one, as DJ Khaled would say. Anyway, back to Post Malone. So Post, oh my gosh, when he, when he came out. It was just the energy. Of course, that's always how it is when the opener comes out. There is always like that huge energy change. Like, oh my gosh, it's who we came here to see. But imagine, I I know we're so used to it, but imagine for a second. Go with me on this uh, imagination journey. Imagine you're so famous, people scream at your presence. Like your mere presence has the ability to make people lose their shit. And I know that's an old concept. I know that's as old as fame is. Maybe Seneca, you know, back in the day, in the Greek days and philosopher days, whatever he was, maybe he like came through and people were like, oh my God, it's Seneca, you know, and they're they're freaking out. But really, how insane is that? You know, you can change the energy, baby. You can change the whole energy. And he came out and was wearing like this insane asylum outfit. Like it was like all white with like scrawl on it. Like he had escaped from from a bondage room where he was all in a straitjacket and stuff. And was like, I'm an artist. I'm going to sing the concert. That's what he looked like. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to perform it anyway. <laughs> but something I really appreciated about Post, he gives a fuck. You know, he oozes it from his pores. You can really see it. He gave his all in those songs. Like, like I said, you know, this was this motherfucker's third night selling out Kudos Bank in Sydney. And he was like dropping to his knees and shit. He was really like closing his eyes and like screaming, but like, but good, you know, like belting it out. He just really, you can tell he like lives and breathes performing and takes it so seriously and gets transported. And just, it was, it was beautiful to see, you know, someone let themselves just go like that. You know, and I think that's, you know, what we're all trying to do, even if just, you know, even spectators just for a moment, you know, just trying to relate to that moment of just kind of letting go and you're letting go. And, oh, man, it was great. And you know what? I, I don't I haven't seen his early shows, but I feel like you can really obviously see that he's like a seasoned performer now, because I personally really like the balance of like his talking transitions in between the songs. And then when he would just then and he would go into the music and it was great. And you know what? I feel like talking transitions are underrated, you know, because I think there's an art to them as a as a musician where it's like you don't want to say too much because people are like, all right, what the fuck? We're here for music. But you don't want to say too little because then it's like, fuck, he's just doing his songs? Like, that's boring. Like, apparently, like, you know, some um, young girls saw Billie Eilish recently, like some, like, teenagers and were disappointed or something because, like, Billie Eilish, I guess, wasn't much of a performer yet or something. Like, I, I guess she's shy and just does her music. But it's like, Post Malone, you can tell he's used to engaging with the crowd because he was funny, he was likable, you could hear his accent come out a lot, he said the fuck a lot, you know, and of course, all the little, little kids in front of us, the little fucking 12-year-old boys were like, every time he's like, fuck, they're like, fuck! you know they're like yeah. <laughs> it's like you know freaking chris lily's uh uh lunatics freaking gavin if you wanna fuck let's fuck 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 anyway post malone came out dope visuals again you know not a very different style from Jaden, but again monica and i were thinking like damn imagine doing his visuals 
Imagine doing those visuals for Posty Maloney. And it's just cool, you know, like, you know, that's someone's career. It's just like, all right, let's have visuals for the tour. Let's do this, let's design this. And I know there's people that do that, obviously, because I remember we went on a field trip back at CalArts to like this animation studio. And like the woman was showing us some of her work and she'd like done like, like the video design for like the 1975 and other things like that. And I was like, well, that's a cool Look at her getting gigs, you know, look at people getting gigs. And, you know, Post Malone also had Pointless Fire. You know, if you've seen the, the Kevin Hart special where he's talking about Kanye and, and, and uh, Jay-Z, Pointless Fire. He totally had that. It was dope. There was lasers. There was smoke. There even had fucking fireworks going on. It was, it was, it was great. You know, it was great production value from Posty. And he was like smoking cigarettes and drinking while he was going. And he did this thing called a shoey. Australians obviously know what a shoey is, but for the non-Australians, like there's like this chant they do. Oh man, I forget how it goes. I really, oh, I wish I had Monica here because she'd know the chant and I could look it up. But you know what? I, I don't want to be fake like that. All I remember is like Post Malone started it because like I think people started chanting shoey, shoey, shoey. And then so he goes, here's to Posty, he's true blue. And there's like another line. And I don't know the melody, but then it goes, but he went down, 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 down. And they like, and then you like, you chug it. When what you do is you pour your beer or your drink into the shoe and then you drink it from the shoe. And like the next day or a couple days later, uh, Monica and I were listening to Mikey and Emma on the radio <laughs> and they were talking and like Mikey was like, he's like, how funny it is that like Australian culture is, you know, poor, that's how people know Australians. They pour alcohol into a shoe and drink it. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny though, but I love it. I love the idea of a shoe. I would do it if it wasn't so filthy. And you know, I didn't, I didn't have nasty stuff in my shoes. And also I don't want to... Like, then you're going to have to put your shoe back on. It's going to be wet and there's going to be beer inside of it. Like, I don't want to rinse it. That's just a lot, you know? That's just a whole lot you got to deal with that you don't necessarily have to deal with if you just let it go. And um, at the at rock, during Rockstar, he like smashed his guitar. And it was, he was like a fucking rock star, you know, after, after he sung Rockstar, which is a great song. What a classic song. I was gonna, given a lift ride one time in LA. And there was this like older dude in the car with me and Rockstar comes on. I don't know if it was like my Spotify or if it was like, it probably was because I'm listening to the radio and the guy goes, oh, what a, what a song. <laughs> He's like, this song was just so huge. It just, oh, it's going to be remembered. And he was just going on about Rockstar. Like, it's like he had nothing else to talk about for the, the Uber Lyft ride, whatever it was. I was doing both. <laughs> what a fool. Um, but uh, and Monica was saying like, oh, I guess he smashes the guitar after every time he performs Rockstar, because I guess she'd seen video or something of a I'm guessing of a performance and where he smashed it. I was like, damn, imagine you have that much money, where it doesn't matter, you're just gonna break a guitar on stage every time. But also imagine all the kids that could make music with those guitars. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, we'll take that guitar, Jesus Christ, post like that'd be so cool if he like threw it to the audience and like, all right. You know, so instead of, you know, having a cool moment smashing a guitar, you're instead empowering people to play music. How great would that be? Right. I think that'd be wonderful. We'd really appreciate a guitar that can be quite expensive. And obviously, you know, we're just we're just kind of getting by, baby. We're just got kind of getting by and working on being not that way, you know, working on chilling. But it was really cool, too, because like later on, like he, he was he was just talking to us about kind of his journey. And it was really inspirational because like at the end of the day, like he's Monica's age, like he's younger than me. I think he's about 23. And 
you know, he was talking about his inspiration and how he started making music at 12 years old and he used to work at a fucking chicken shack at like some shitty restaurant and I was like oh fuck I never worked at a chicken shack but I've had shit jobs I mean I currently still am not you know in the best job even though it's better than you know what I used to be doing and then he just moved to LA he just moved to LA with his best friend who was a game streamer like he streams himself like he's a I guess uh, I'm, I'm guessing he's on twitch now and they just went into a house in the San Fernando Valley, which if you live in the San Fernando Valley, you know how fucking it can be very shit. It can be very average. It can be fucking scary. It can just be, you know, it's just like, mm. but you can easily get into L.A. And that's where people go when they're like, you know, trying to make it. And then I don't know how long it took, but he made White Iverson and like, oh man, it's just so crazy. It's just so crazy. Like, he was just a regular ass dude living with his friend in San Fernando Valley, like so many people. I've like given lift rides to and Uber rides to, you know, and made White Iverson and changed his life. He said that. He's like, I made White Iverson. It changed my life. And he just kept on making banger and banger and banger and like all these opportunities. And it's like, you just keep on getting better. And then you make something that really people can't ignore. And that's it. You've proved proven yourself through that glass ceiling and like people know what you can do. And as long as you keep working hard and, and evolving and growing, like that's it. And that can be for anything. Like for me, I think of it in terms of, you know, having my own sitcom. For some people, it's like, yeah, yo, if I can just show like what a dope electrician I am, I can like have my own business as an electrician. And then I'll, you know, people know my reputation. You know, it's, oh man. It really is that way for pretty much anything you want to do. And he talks about like hella people were hating. Talking about on comments like, oh, I hope he dies in a plane crash and shit. Like how fucked is that that people are so desensitized to famous people? And I've been there too. And I get it. And and I, I know it, it happens. And, you know, people are like, oh, I fucking hate Post Malone. I want him to die. And, and we'll just wish death on people we don't even know because we don't like their song. But at the same time, like, you know, I get it. At the same time, like, there's people I could, like, you just, like, because you don't see them as human. That's what it is, you know? Like, I could be like, oh, this artist, like, yeah, I don't I don't care if they died in a plane crash. I don't give a shit. You know, fuck them. Die, die, motherfucker. I don't like your song. I get that mindset, you know? And it's just, and I feel that way, too, about other things, like UFC fighters, you know? They're obviously humans. I recognize that. They have value. And, you know, I, and I know what I'm about to say is, like, technically wrong or yeah, I, I think it's, it's harmful, you know, it's harmful, but I don't value their lives, you know, I feel like if one of them fucking died in the octagon, I was like, oh shit, that's crazy, but also he was like in a violent career, or she was like in a violent career, or like, oh, like, damn, you know, uh, who gave them swords and made it a gladiator battle, and now one of them got his head chopped off, that was crazy, wasn't it, when he got his head chopped off, like, I'd be so, I'm so desensitized, and so I guess that's just how it is when people are in the public figure, some people just can't see your humanity anymore, which is scary. I guess what accounts for that, huh? Where you just really are so detached. Oh, man, what a weird time we're living in. But there's lots of negative people, and I, and I try my, my best to, you know, not be one of them. And whenever I, uh, we all have negative thoughts, and I just try to, like, push mine out of my head and just say, hey, be positive, be supportive, you know? It really is training. Like, I think a lot of qualities in life, you need to want to be that way and then cultivate it, you know? That's the problem with patience. People like, be patient, be patient. People, you're, A lot of people aren't naturally patient. You got to really try to be patient and constantly like work on it through. Anyway, I'm reading the Dalai Lama, The Art of Happiness. That's why I'm talking like this right now because there's a lot of useful ideas in there. But there's lots of negative people. Here's my point. People who want you to stop doing what makes you happy. 
And of course, you know, they're probably not happy. If you're letting that negativity run through you, you can't be in a good place. You can't be in a happy place. And But you know what? At the end of the day, fuck them. And if you're that person, fuck you. And if I'm that person, fuck me, you know, and, and, and just kind of try to get that negativity out of there. Just purify. And like he was like, oh, I guess this is my way of saying you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. So he was like kind of saying what, what Tyler Yahweh was saying on a similar level where it's like, yo, like I changed my life just by believing and just working toward it and just not giving up, you know, like no matter how much like you go through things that are, you know, people who say you're not going to do it and people who think you're crap and maybe you do make stuff that's crap and it's easy to think like oh i'm worthless but you just keep on pushing you get you get better and if you're relentless it just happens for you and and this is the kind of stuff i think a lot of us you know have heard all the time growing up but like as you get older and you experience more i think it just hits in a different way because you you have more context i think for what they're they're saying you know and it's like this dude Sadhguru on the you know the impact theory was talking about on tom billu show he's like life is much more about context than content you know oh my gosh did i say that already but it's like oh, i think i was going to talk about it in a different podcast but whatever i'm talking about it in this podcast it's true like there's janitors who are so happy They'll be the happiest person on earth and they like just like clean garbage all day, day in, day out, you know, five days a week, six days a week, working bad hours on their own. But like there's people who find joy with that because they just find a way to be content to not want more. And I think that's what everything in life is like. You can look at the poorest people. You'll find miserable ones who just really hate the way things are. You'll find happy ones. And same thing with the richest people or, you know, the most fit people or whatever it is. You always have people who look at what they have and say, oh, I hate this. And you could have another person with the exact same things say, oh, my gosh, I actually love all this and I'm so grateful. And so at the end of the day, you know, it's in your mind, baby. It's all in your mind. Not all in your mind. Obviously, there's like things that do make a difference. Like if you can't pay your lights, if you can't do this, yeah. But then be happy like, oh, my God, I'm in the dark. Oh, it's easier to meditate and fall asleep. (laughs) obviously there's balance you know everything has got to be balanced but anyway then he went into being like you can do whatever the fuck you want to do and the haters won't have nothing to say but congratulations and you know he did congratulations and that was just dope you know he just talked about people everybody wants something everybody has a dream where they'll tell you they have a dream but they don't have the dedication you know he said that they don't have they never had a dedication so he says it in the song he said it like in just talking and it's true too i was listening to another podcast i'm fucking forgetting what it was but it's uh, this guy was quoting something oh i think it was a tim ferris one tim ferris tribe of mentors i think adam robinson oh my god i can't believe i just remembered that but he quoted some other guy adam robinson quoted some other guy and was like you know people who you know say they you know or who anyone who doesn't get what they want out of life either didn't really want it or they didn't like the price they had to pay to get it. So if you really want something and you're willing to pay the price to get it, like you you can get it. And like the price could be time, it could be sacrifice, it could be moving to a place, it could be whatever. But it's like, you know, what's that sacrifice? You know, what is that sacrifice? And sometimes it's not worth it. I don't know. That's a whole different podcast too. Oh man, there's so many tangents I could get on. That's my brain though, huh? There's so many tangents I just, I just want to go down, but I'm like, ah, no, but that's not the point of what I'm trying to do right now. So basically what I'm trying to do right now, fear. Fear can overwhelm you and your and your dreams can seem small. I don't know what the fuck I meant by that. I wrote that as a note. Dreams seem small? What? Oh, you can't achieve all things. 
I don't know why I said dream seems small. It doesn't make any sense. But you, sometimes you feel like, oh, I, can't, I couldn't achieve that. I could never do that. That's so far and away, you know. But things are in steps. And it, it, sometimes we, we see that like top of the staircase, we don't we forget about the steps. And like, oh, I'll never get to the top. But like, if you just take a step, you can. Like, for example, me, I, you know, the, the kind of wealth I want to achieve in the future, a little step is like, I'm going to try to get these Yeezys to resell. And I might not get, but I'll, you know, I'll keep on trying different things to get more and more money. And like, I, I was like, I was telling Monica today, I like, I saw The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He made like these in-ear, air, like basically like earbuds, but like, you know, kind of Bluetooth little buds with like The Rock logo and they're designed to be, you know, for working out and helping you focus and stuff. And like they sold, he, at least he said on Instagram that they sold out like that. They sold out like fucking hotcakes. And do hotcakes even sell that well anymore? I don't know. Maybe that phrase is, needs to be revisited anyway. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. The Rock sold out headphones. Imagine your brand is that powerful. You just sell out headphones like bam. I sold those out. And that really is that power when people really love you and, and I think, you know, care about you for one thing. And then if you, you know, do something else that at least seems like you care and can kind of make sense, then people are like, oh, yeah, like the rock works out. Of course, you'd want to do headphones. All right, let's buy the headphones. Like brand is so powerful. Ugh. and I'm so sick of all the talks of like, you know, being a personal brand like Monica and I talked about, like she said in school, it was like they had a conversation about how stupid that is like to try to brand yourself and make yourself something you're not. And like they're, oh man, but at the, you know, I, I definitely get that. And I agree with that. I think it's weird when people are trying to do that stuff, but at the same time, like branding for product and oh man, like the idea of brand, it's out of, it's out of hand, but it's also so powerful. You know what I mean? It's out of hand, but it's also so powerful. <laughs> like it's too much, but also, yeah, like I get it. <laughs> um, but I think like it, it's easy to feel like, oh, we're, we, I can't do that. But it's like, why not? Because everybody has different dreams. And I think for some reason we think like, oh, we can't all achieve our dreams because we think that there's only so much room for people to be doing what they want to do. But I think it's that fear and that negativity and that pessimism that has a lot of people living other people's dreams because they're like afraid to go for what they really want to do. So they do something else. And the other person who's doing what that person really wanted to do is afraid of doing what they wanted to do. So they do something else. And there's something else's or what the other person really wants to do. And so if we all just switched from doing what we th- th- what no. If we all just switch from doing what we're doing out of fear to do the things we really wanted to do, everybody would be doing the thing they wanted to do and everybody would still be doing all different things. That's what I'm saying. Like some motherfuckers want to open a laundromat. And I I freaking spoke to this young kid in LA who was excited to be a cashier instead of a grocery bagger. There's people that are cashiers that really should be accountants. You know, and there's people that are like so-and-so, you know, there's a person that owns a laundromat that did it because they thought it was a good investment. And there's, and that person really wants to be like a day trader. And then there's a day trader who like, was like, I want to open a laundromat, but I don't think it'll work out. Like, let me just, let me learn how to day trade. Oh my gosh, just do what you want to do. You know, I feel the same thing applies to YouTube where it's like, oh, like, ah, no, there's too many YouTubers, but really anybody can be a YouTuber because there are so many different passions. There are so many different, you know, like people can make, make a living probably just like riding ATVs around like, oh, I'm an ATV enthusiast. And you get enough people who are ATV enthusiasts and you're good to go. And there's like beauty gurus and there's all these things like 
the bigger YouTube grows, I think the the more numerous the niches are where there's really so much space where you, you can, you know, you can do it. You can absolutely do it. You want to talk about audio equipment? Talk about audio equipment. There's There'll be like, you know, 200,000 people that'll follow you. And, you know, there's always ways to grow and do all these things and do what you want to do because we all have our talents. We all have our gifts. And Post Malone really helped illuminate that and elucidate that and remind us of that by showing off his gift. I think that's something that's true is when you see somebody really in touch with their gift and their passion and their joy, it radiates because I think it is too rare. And you really feel that and you're like, oh, wow, pardon me, I just burped like, oh, I did it again. And it's like, oh, wow, I can really do that. But people just, you know, I wrote, we don't want to go to work, LMAO. Oh, no. And just after being around people like that, you don't want to go to your fucking day job the next day, you know? <laughs> like, we didn't want to leave that concept like, oh, I got my 9 to 5 tomorrow. Or for me, it's like 10 to 8 or 10 to 3.15 or 12 to 3.15 or 12 to 8. Whatever. There's a bunch of different possibilities. It's flexible. The flexibility is good. But just, oh, you know, you, you just don't want to do that stuff because you want to be doing what you, you're passionate about it just really made us motivated to do stuff. Like we want to make music. We said we're going to make music. And obviously we're doing other stuff right now. You know, we got a little derailed from that, but we want to make it at some point. Like I want to get her new strings for her guitar so we can like play, so she can play again and we can make music and just do all these kinds of things and be creative. And, oh man. And sometimes you don't know what you want to do, but you know, I think there's, there, oh, there's so many things to talk about. That's like another podcast too. Tom Bill, you talks about that. Well, like, what are your values? What do you want to do? What do you stand for? What could you do and just have fun? Even if you don't make, if you don't make money doing it and like all these things, there's so much to think about when you're out of high school, but you know what? It's, it's great <laughs> out of high school. <laughs> there's so much to think of when you're out of school, when you're in school, when you're, when you're going through life, but uh, you know what? Again, you know, thanks. Hey, thank you for being here and for listening to me, you know, go on about this stuff. Hopefully something I said, you know, was was of some value to you and maybe will help you, you know, be a little bit happier or make the day a little bit easier in some way. Or maybe you're a little more inspired. I don't know. But I, I, I truly hope that there was something positive you got from that. And, you know, I'm going to be posting that Post Malone vlog up. I don't know what's going to come first, this podcast or or the vlog. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not funny, funny guy on YouTube, you know, check that stuff out. Not funny, funny guy on Instagram. And then on Twitter, I didn't have enough characters. So I'm NT funny, funny guy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm just going to keep on making stuff. And I hope you make stuff if that's what you want to do. Or if you don't want to make stuff, you know, I hope you at least do things every day that, that make you feel fulfilled. And then please support, you know, the, the stuff that's being made that uh, that resonates with you. And uh, yeah, thanks again, and have a wonderful, uh, have a wonderful time. You deserve it. Damn, I ain't be going psycho, little mama bad like Michael. Can't really trust nobody with all this jewelry on you. My roof look like a no-show, got diamonds by the bolo. Come with the Tony Homo for clowns and all the bozo. I ain't be going psycho, little mama bad like Michael. Can't really trust nobody.